nobody on the planet Earth. No one said the Jets were going to beat the Packers other than Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel. He makes his predictions. I look at him. He's not that crazy man who makes crazy picks. Here it is, straight up, the New York Jets. Then they have a story that says all signs pointed to the loss. Yeah, the guy who can write that is the guy who said the Packers were going to lose before they played. Joining us now is Tom Silverstein. Good afternoon. Yeah, I went like six and seven on the rest of my Doesn't matter. Day. I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We only care about the one. Only care about the That's one. Right. <laughs> All right. What? Okay. I mean, clearly, how? clearly no, you No, the only knew. question is how. How did he know they were yes, going to lose? Yes, how? Did you know that? All right. You agree. Good question. Take it away. Uh, just There were just too many signs as I wrote my column. You know, first one, they're coming off of a London game, and everything I had read was that, Teams are terrible in the first half of those games, that they're, the, the trip takes a lot out of you. Second, their offense has just been blasé. And, you know, it was – there had been no sign that they'd found their identity at all against the Giants, even, even though that it was a close game. Um, third, they were playing against Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur, who know – Matt LaFleur as well as anybody and have, you know, totally dominated him before when they were the 49ers. Um, they hadn't had a turnover in since what week two, I think an interception since week two. So all those things just said to me, you know, uh, they're, they're just going to lose. I, I just, I really believed going in that they were going to lose that game. Talking with Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel. Yes, Sunday's paper. Straight up Jets. Did you think they could lose by that margin? No, because I, I think I picked it like 20 to 17 or something like that. No way did I see that coming. Um, that, that, was, that was a thorough butt kicking. And, you know, I, I loved Salah's quote after the game, and I'm going to butcher it, but it was about taking them into the deep end, you know, until they can't find a way to get out. And that's exactly what they did. They just kept driving them back and driving them back, beat them physically in every area. Does he say that every week, or should we look at that and say, this is a guy who knows LaFleur well, and he's basically saying that his team is soft? Is that a fair point? I think he's talking about his own team. But I think he's also saying, you know, this could be a team that once we get them down, they're going to stay down. So I I don't know about soft, but, you know, they played soft. They didn't win in uh, in the trenches at all. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't think per se they're a soft team. I, I think that they have been playing soft. You know they they've been playing finesse football on both sides of the ball. Tom, how many how and, many how many times do you have to play soft before you are considered soft, though? Well, yeah, well, but you know, there's a difference between playing soft and being soft. Uh, so def- I understand play, that, but I'm saying how many after a while, though, if you play soft too many times, I don't know. I, I got to call you soft now. Well, so I, you know, I thought about that, but. The Packers, they ran for, what, 169 yards against New England? And that defense is tough. That is a very tough defense. 
they went toe-to-toe with Tampa, which is a very physical team, and handled them okay. But if you're going to sit back in zone defenses all, you know, every week and you're going to not make use of you know, the talent that you have, of the physical talent that you have, then, yeah, you're going to be soft. And, and they never try to you know, establish the run against the Jets and just say, okay, you're beating us on these plays, but we're not going to stop running them. We're going to still try to run them. And I, I thought they just kind of gave up. Talking with Tom Silverstein, yes, before the game he picked the Jets to win. How many wins, this is a question we're asking everybody, just to me to get an idea of what you think this team is. How many regular season wins did you have for the Packers, and how many do you have now? I believe I had them at 12-5. and Okay. And I would say that it's probably going to be more like um, ten and seven, maybe, oh, maybe eleven and six. Right. I do think they're going to rebound, and I do think that Gutekunst is going to address um, the receiver position at some point. And that was part of my reasoning for thinking they were going to do so well this year was that he was going to at some point make a deal for a wide receiver that would turn things around. And I still think. I think he's out there trying to do it. Uh, but if he didn't, doesn't he have to? I mean, I've said uh, they don't, he doesn't. The league knows he doesn't tend to do this. Yeah, he talks about, it, but but he has to. He has to all in or give more than I don't. know. How do you describe it? Because you're saying if he does yeah. it, it's totally unlike him, right? You're just hoping he's yeah. He's got to see it. Go ahead. So you know, I was thinking he. He got an extra first-round pick last this past April, you know, and he used it on um, two defensive guys, and he almost always goes defense in the first round. So why not use a first-round pick next year for someone you really like? I mean, I you could go for DJ Moore with the Panthers, for instance. Is he worth a first-round pick? Yeah. yeah. Huge salary, though. I mean, enormous salary, guaranteed, but he's a really good player. And Carolina doesn't want to trade him, and they're going to hold people up as long as they can. But, you know, you've got to if – you, if you think this is your year, you got to do whatever it takes. And um, at some point, you know, maybe he has to part. Maybe he has to say, look, I had two first-round picks this year. I can afford to give one up next year um, because those two guys are going to be, you know, part of my team next year. So I don't know if he's thinking that way. I doubt he is, but I think he needs to. Yeah, that was going to be my follow-up. Talking with Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel. Do you think he can pull it off? Can Goody pull it off? If somebody says to me, "No," I can't argue with it. But you follow him way better. Is could he? Um, he could, I, I, I think, I just think he has to, I think they're going to wait and see, can they have a, a little bit of time? They have a, you know, a week or two to decide, okay, can Sammy Watkins help us? But time is running out. You know, November 1st is the trade deadline. 
I don't think they have any chance at Odell Beckham Jr. I think they could offer him more than anybody, and I'm not sure he would come. Because? Um, and I also think that that's a big, big risk because they, look at the guys they've had coming off at ACLs and how rough that's been on them um, even past the 10-month um, point. And the 10-month point for him is mid-December. Yeah, like early December. So I don't know if that's if that's the right thing to do. But I do think they've got to find someone who wants to get rid of a receiver. Um, New England has a lot of receivers that I wouldn't give up first round picks for. But you know they they like to get rid of guys in their contract years, and they have a couple of guys, Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers, who are in their last. Um, years of their contracts. Nah, those are blah good. names. Blah names, Tom. Well, <laughs> who do you think you're going to get at this point? Hey, give him a couple getting, other names, Tony. Know. Tony's our wide receiver guy. Tom. I mean, I need... I need, I need you a, like the more idea. I, I need, because I, I don't know what you think about this, Tom, but they're, 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 yeah. they are... They're, I think they're running their offense like they have a stud receiver, and they don't. That's why guys aren't getting open. I mean, you got to scheme the guys that you have open. That's why that's why you get top-notch receivers. You don't have to scheme them open. They're going to get open. We don't have those yeah, guys. I, I agree with you, um, but I don't think you can scheme guys open until you can run the ball, until you show that you will consistently give the ball um, to someone. Because that's if you think about it, this all this whole offense stems from – you know, what Sean McVay did, um, what Kyle Shanahan does, and it all starts with their running game. And everything comes off of that. Every, all the play action, all the um, crazy formations and, and motion. And, and, but nobody cares about all that stuff if you can't run the ball. And here they got two really good running backs, and I think they're just wasting them. And I, I don't know if it's, um, because Aaron Rodgers has so much um, autonomy at the line of scrimmage, or if Lafleur's just taken on, maybe all Packers coaches automatically um, take on this personality where they can't run the ball. Because it was true with Mike Holmgren, and it was true with McCarthy, and it's true with Lafleur. You know, like Mike Sherman was the only guy who was committed to running the ball. Talking with Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel. Last question. Has Rodgers lost and, and or how much, or is it just the people around him? Lost a step, you mean? Yeah. Mm. I, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's about to turn 39, and I, I don't think it, when you're 38 and you're about to turn 39, I don't think you're ascending. I just don't think that's possible. But – um, I do think every year you get a little bit smarter and you have to figure out what what it is you can still do really well. Um, you know, and one thing we know is his brain is really smart. Stop trying to do the things that you can't do anymore and just do the things you do really well. And And I think that's a transition. I think that's hard for someone who's played at this really high level for a really long time. Now, he'll probably go out and throw for, you know, 450 yards on. No, he won't. He won't. I, I just I just think, you know. There's you just said they should run the ball, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
I know, but that's exactly. They're going to do the opposite of what I say they should. So. <laughs> All right, my last question, because you have to help me. I know the key is is turnover differential. They've been really good at it. They're 27th, but I don't know how to do yeah. better at turnovers. Create them. Don't turn it over as much. That you, They're going to be less than 500 unless they turn this thing around, and maybe they're – but. I don't know what do you what do you do as a coach and say we got to we got to do better in turnovers. Well, you got to you got to play your guy play to the strengths of your guys and stop trying to fit the system to guy to the talents of the players. Fit the talent of the players to the system. That would be so defense, Alexander, right? Alexander. Yes. Pharaoh Alexander should be playing man to man whenever you can. You know, like they did in, in this game. I mean, they, they completely took out Garrett Wilson. And, and that is Zach Wilson's favorite receiver. Great job doing that. You know, they, they had, I thought, Savage, for the most part, played a pretty good coverage game. But he should have picked off the ball in the end zone. And Jair Alexander had two shots at interceptions. I don't know what else you can do. You just have to play aggressively. You have to go after the quarterback a little bit more than they do. And, and you got to catch the ball when it comes to you. I just don't think they have, you know, big-time players. Rasul Douglas has been the only one, and he's not really been around the ball. All right, and now most importantly, because everybody wants to know, who are you picking this week, or do we have to wait till Sunday in the paper? You taking the pack, well, or are you going to go with Washington? Uh-oh. Homer, usually I make most um, radio guys wait until um, That's fine. tell them that they need to go, to go buy a paper. Homer's, not, yeah. Homer's uh, not most radio I, guys. I, I have a subscription. No, and, and, Tony, I respect you a lot, too, so I'm going to tell you that I am taking Washington on Sunday. Come on. And I think the Packers are going to win by it. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm oh, taking the Packers. I was going to say, I'm whoa. Sorry. Let's reverse that. All right, take okay. two with Tom Silverstein. You are picking? Yeah, I'm taking the Packers, and I think they're going to win big. Whoa. Oh. All right. Okay. Congratulations. You deserve it. People get last Sunday. Yep, he called it. And I, I've been looking all week for another person on the planet. Not one available. Picking, I'm picking the Packers in my cover five there just because go. Tom said Should so. I, thanks. Please do not. Can I tell your audience, please don't bet on it that way because I don't want to be you know, the one who causes you to lose your mortgage. Uh, too late, Tom. Hey, I'll too you, late. You know what I'm telling you? If they listened to you last week and took the money line, they got a lot of money to play with. That's right. That they'd like to make house money. Thanks, Tom. That's true. All right. Anytime, guys. Take care now. I'm not sure anybody calls him Tom. Tom Silverstein of the Journal Center. What do they call him? They call him Spoon. Oh, then why don't you call him Spoon? Um, I, I never have. Oh. You're the only one. Probably. Yeah. You're that guy. I'm that okay. guy. Mm. Um, Typical. Caller number four. Thank you. Appreciate the compliment. Caller four, are you a better guesser? 1-800-990-3776. Next.